Hello, I'm Zara, a self-published author of young adult and new adult fiction, a publishing grad student at NYU and an aspiring literary agent. Hi, I'm Kelly, a genre hopping writer, domestic goddess, which is a fancy way of saying that I am a stay-at-home mom and wife, and I occasionally captain the Hot Mess Express. And this is Writish, the podcast by writers for writers, where we discuss craft and hot topics in the writing community. This season, we're also starting to get into some interviews with other writers and industry professionals, so we're very excited for that and hope you'll enjoy those episodes as much as we did recording them. We would like to add a trigger warning to this episode for discussions of childhood trauma. Let's talk about what we write first. For context, we will be talking categories of young adult, new adult, and adult because that is what we generally write, but there is also middle grade, which is younger, and then There's children's books, which is even younger. And I personally write young adult paranormal romance, which was my first trilogy, and new adult sci-fi romance, which was my second trilogy. The links for those are going to be in the show notes. But I also jump all over the place when it comes to age categories, because while I have a lot of story ideas that are also in different genres, the idea comes to me as the premise, which folded into it is the genre and the audience. So with the Young Adult Paranormal Romance Trilogy, I had aged up my characters from being in high school to being in college, which could seem like it's new adult, but it's actually not because of the themes explored. I also know that my nano project from last year was 100% young adult, even though if I had changed certain things, it could have become new adult or even adult. But once I generally know the story, it's just there. And I've been working on my new adult spy thriller, which again, could everything in my mind could be aged up with a thorough rewrite of course, but I don't like to do that because if a character and their story comes to me in a certain way, that's just what it is. Right. Well, once upon a time long ago, we thought we wrote primarily YA. I guess I should give a little bit of context here of why I am using we, because whenever I'm using we, I'm not referring to Zara and I am referring to me. So real quick, Uh, tangent. I have been diagnosed with dissociative identity disorder or DID. I go a little bit more in depth on my YouTube channel when I made a video kind of covering what inspired certain stories. Which will be linked in the show notes. Whenever I have someone co-piloting, I will refer to the body as we because technically I am not alone and I am multiple, if, if that makes sense. And also this is a diagnosis that stems from severe childhood abuse and that can go through something like neglect, physical abuse, and then of course, you know, sexual abuse, emotional and mental. So it's like the whole slew of everything. It has to happen in childhood. The alters form in childhood and they just kind of stay with you throughout adulthood. So that's just a little bit of context for if I'm referring to Kelly myself as we, so that way you guys have a better understanding. If she says we at any point and it is referring to both of us, then we will make that clear. But in this episode, in general, the we is Kelly's system of alters and herself. Yes, exactly. So getting back a little bit more on topic, we thought we were wrote primarily YA, but now that we've been in the author tooth space, we've like kind of learned a lot more. And 
we are starting to realize that we tend to lean more towards adults. I think every writer starts out writing YA and there's nothing wrong with that. You might be listening and you're like, oh, well, I'm starting out writing and I'm writing it in A or I'm writing adult, which is totally fine. I'm just making this terrible generalization about writers. Like I thought, you know, hey, every writer starts out YA. There's nothing wrong with that because sometimes it's really that writer's thing. But I have learned within the last year that it's not really our thing. And like I said, the contents that goes into my stories and the themes that are explored, like different mental health things, abuse, trauma, all those I feel definitely leans way more towards adult. And we'll talk about new adult as a category, which I'm sure Zara has a lot of input in. Yeah, so I think now would be a good time to go maybe not encyclopedic depth on the different age categories because we'd be here for a very long time. But in traditional publishing, there are children's books, which can be broken down into board books, picture books, early readers, young readers, young adult, which basically everyone, readers, writers, and other publishing professionals refer to as YA. Then there's new adult, abbreviated to NA, which are books with main characters who are aged between 18 and 25 or dealing with the challenges of starting their adult lives. So they're in college or they're about to graduate college, or they are living on their own for the first time, and maybe they're in their first serious relationship and first job or whatever. And these are all contemporary examples, but in other genres, it's basically the stuff that you deal with when you're this age, but if your world is different and a kid has been working since they're 10, then the first job isn't applicable, if that makes sense. And lastly, adult, which most people just say, but if you are in a tweeting event like Pitch Wars or something similar where you have to tag your category, not just the genre, normally they do hashtag capital A, which has nothing to do with Pretty Little Liars. New Adult is predominantly an indie age category because while writers, agents, and even editors now recognize it and will tag it on Goodreads as such, the rest of traditional publishing can't say they accept New Adult. Because Barnes & Noble doesn't know how to shelve it. And that sounds crazy. And it is crazy. And my sales professor, who works at one of the big five, who I had during my first year in my publishing master's at NYU program, when we asked, why can't they just create a new sign that says new adult and stick it next to young adult before, you know, and next to adult fiction. So it's in between. She said, I have no idea. So honestly, I don't see this changing anytime soon. But that is why if you hear someone say new adult, and then they assume that it's indie, it's because traditional publishing doesn't 100% officially recognize it. Luckily, Amazon and Goodreads do recognize it with tags and shelves. And if you search it, you know, a lot of authors will put that in their description if they can. So while there's no physical section in a Barnes and Noble and therefore Target and Walmart and other places you can get your books from, you can still read it. And I want to emphasize that it's about the themes, which we'll go into a little bit more later. But just because you have a character of a certain age, it doesn't mean that your book is there. So there are lots of things to think about. I have a little bit to add here. I have a tangent. Surprise, Kelly has tangents. So I know this is a writing podcast, but I have some ish to add. I briefly talked about before how I am a slow reader. I had problems reading growing up and I didn't really get into reading until I was in high school. And I really enjoy reading 
YA or middle grade books. They have some of my favorite tropes to read, like The Chosen One, Coming of Age, although I kind of feel like those go together, and like Found Family. I, I am a slut for Found Family, okay? I love this trope. And I feel like that's because it I can apply that trope to my actual life and I just really love it so to this day my favorite book is Percy Jackson which is a middle grade book that I read as a high schooler who felt like they did not belong and I will frequently return to this series as a comfort read because it's easy for someone like me who's had issues reading in the past to read and I feel like this whole tangent this whole ish is because whatever age you are you can enjoy reading any age group it's okay like there's no shame in reading whatever it is you enjoy i think there used to be shame at like adults reading young adult before new adult existed but also like you should never shame someone for reading anything i think age categories for books are mostly so libraries don't get in trouble with parents for like exposing a child to something a parent deems inappropriate. But yeah, I think reading down, especially millennials and Gen Z who have grown up with these huge series that had adults reading. So, you know, Harry Potter and Hunger Games, etc, etc. I don't think there's anything wrong with reading something that is outside of your age category, unless there's something, you know, really upsetting, in which case a trigger warning should be there, which most of the times there isn't. And, you know, maybe just something like isn't appropriate. Like you don't want a six-year-old reading about an affair. Very true. It's not going to be interesting to them. And even if it is, it's like, I don't know if I want to give someone that young that type of content so that's really what age categories are for you don't want your your kindergartner picking up a murder thriller book and although it would be very impressive if they could read it i'm not gonna lie it'd be very impressive i would be impressed if my six-year-old could read like a horror thriller but at the same time yes i would not want that in their innocent little hands yes So let's talk a little bit more about new adult being on the rise because it kind of ties into what we just talked about where you can read basically whatever you want to, but there was that stigma of adults reading young adult because adult readers started being like, oh, I can't enjoy young adult anymore because the characters are so immature. And the answer is they're acting like young adults, teens and things like that. So when you get past a certain age and you're thinking, oh, they're so immature, that doesn't mean that the writing is bad. It just means that maybe that age category isn't for you anymore. And that's not to say you can never return to it or still love the books that you read when you were the proper age for that age category. We had a bunch of people who who maybe weren't interested in like the adult fiction yet, the more serious things, but they were no longer entertained by young adults. So we had indie authors like Cora Carmack and Colleen Hoover and Jennifer L. Armentrout, all of whom who have gone on to get traditional publishing deals, who recognize that YA readers were aging out of YA and still wanted to read stuff kind of like YA, but not. So this in publishing is known as reading up, which means a kid or any individual really doesn't necessarily want to read about a character who's their own age because they will very quickly feel like 
this can't happen to me because I'm already there. So it's like you don't necessarily want an 11 year old to read the first Harry Potter book because they're going to be like, I'm 11. I didn't get my letter to Hogwarts. That's really depressing. (laughs) So people, especially kids, adults, I think care less, want to read up so that they can imagine that this adventure could happen to themselves. But also they are psychologically troubleshooting the struggles that the book characters experience so that if they ever come up against something similar, obviously not fighting an evil dark wizard who's trying to kill you at the end of every school year. They are prepared for when they reach that age. And in new adult, that's a little bit different because you do have young adult readers who want to read up, but then you also have college age people who actually want to read about their own age, which is kind of unique. But it's normally also still like a type of fantasy from what I know, because the most popular genre within new adult is romance. So again, you know, maybe you just want the idea that you could fall in love with the college athlete. So that's the most popular genre. I do keep asking for more new adult books that aren't necessarily in a contemporary, but I'll keep reading whatever they give me because I love the age category. The thing that most people latch onto as the difference between YA and new adult is the level of heat. So while we all know that kids are not as pure as people think they are because the internet exists and they know how to use it. Characters are more sexually active in new adult stories compared to young adult stories, but also more explicit. So if you read adult romance and or erotica, you might see some of those terms in new adult because college students have a lot of cursing. in their vocabulary. It's like the difference between a PG-13 and an R-rated film. There was a whole scandal about (laughs) Y1, Y2, Y3, and Y4 from this book reviewing website. It was a very big yikes moment because it was just a very good way to pigeonhole any non-cis het love stories into like a band category essentially. Oh wow. Yeah. So anyway, the, you have things in new adult that are heavier topics either emotionally or physically that can't necessarily go into YA, although I am someone who thinks that difficult topics should be addressed in books for younger readers just in an age appropriate way, of course. Yeah, I I agree with that cuz like As someone who was in high school, I would have loved a book addressing mental health in an age-appropriate way, of course. But yes, I think that those are important. Also, before I get on to my points with this topic, I would like to make another tangent here. So, woo, Kelly's tangent train. I know Zara is referring to Harry Potter a lot. That is not to say that we support any of the statements made by the author of Harry Potter. It was just something that we both grew up with, and we everyone knows it. And you no matter where you're at and no matter who you are your experience with that book is valid and we let's I don't want to say like let's separate the the artist from the art here but like we don't support any statements we are just referring to something from our childhood that touched us yes and for the record just to make it explicitly clear we are both very 
actively opposed to statements made by the author. All right. So getting off of Kelly's tangent train now, talking about new adults, I feel that currently my stories fall in this or adults because the characters are older than high school or they're not viewed as real adults yet. I'm using quotations. I know you can't see me because you were listening to me, but you girls using quotations. And also I feel like with my stories particularly, it's an odd place because I remember sending to the group chat and text for me, we're talking about Project D because this was way back when Project D was new idea in my head and uh, the opening scene I wanted the main character Doran to be thrown out of the local bar sloshed drunk into a pile of pig shit (laughs) I don't think you want uh, a high schooler or a freshman picking up that book and so I was like I don't know if I should put this as adult because I'm not like in this book specifically it's not exploring sexual relationships so like that's cool but there is a lot of cursing and this character is very explicit yes very explicit so I definitely feel like my stories fall in new adult or adult because of how I write and my style but while we are talking about this there's also another thing that we should talk about with traditional publishing that certain books need to be aged up or aged down because I know we've talked about that but like the YA market and what happened with like Sarah J Mass because I remember that while it was out of her control for A Court of Thorns and Roses that definitely should have been adult yeah and it now is listed as adult but when the book came out I can't remember whether or not the Throne of Glass series had finished or if there was still like maybe one more book in that series to come out. Mm -hmm. Throne of Glass is a young adult fantasy series, which gets into some crazy stuff at the end, as is her MO, which is kind of why I haven't read A Court of Thorns and Roses series and probably never will because some content that deserves trigger warnings for abusive relationships and is not given said trigger warnings. And there's a lot of sex. So it did not belong in young adult. Yes. But when the publisher, Bloomsbury YA, got the book, they were like, oh, you know, the YA. And the answer is that was wrong. And readers very quickly went to Twitter and Bookstagram and other things <laughs> to be like, this is not YA. Why is this being marketed as YA? Yeah. And traditional publishing, God love them. <laughs> took a while to uh, fix the problem because they mistake time. And now they are marketed as adult. Rightly so. But for a while... <laughs> They were listed as young adult, and therefore you had a lot of scandalized readers. Yes. Like, I remember whenever that came out, I was in college. So I was I was chill reading it. But I also know that that's not really in Sarah, like, her control is how it was marketed. It's more so the publisher. But, like, I think that's why I worry so much about whenever I'm writing stories is if I should age up or age down. And now I'm kind of leaning towards just write it aged up. So you're thinking you just age up if you're worried. Yeah, that like, but that's with me. And I feel like every writer should kind of look at their stories individually. Like Sarah Sutton, I read the first chapter of Two Kinds of Us. I read the first chapter of that. And it was very, very well written, but it was very clearly YA. Yeah. Where whenever I'm writing... My writing, I, t- I feel, tends to lean more aged up. So if you're writing and you feel like it leans more aged down, then that's probably cool. You're writing in YA, congratulations. But if you're a writer like me and you feel like the 
the themes and plot points are very explicit. Like, for example, symbols of character. There is a lot of controversial topics. This just occurred to me, but a lot of the CW's famous shows were based on young adult book series. But if your book reminds you at all of a CW show, you're writing new adult doesn't matter that it was adapted from a young adult. And then I would also extend that to Pretty Little Liars, even though that was technically free form. So that's something that you can keep in mind as a helpful tip. While Kelly is already thinking about whether or not she should age up, age down, and she said, you know, you should think about your own stories. My advice is to write the story as it comes to you, which is what I do. You need to get your story down. If you start thinking about the market way too early, you're going to stifle your creativity and you're going to close off avenues that might have been amazing had you gone down them. That's not to say don't think about the market. And this is not a debate on whether or not writing to market is a sellout. We're going to save that for a future episode. But you don't want to think about the end of the publishing process too much at the beginning because a lot changes between the start and the end. Your story needs to be told first before you can then tweak it. It's the same thing with like, you can't fix a blank page. And then the age of the character doesn't automatically declare an age category. I referenced this a little bit earlier in the episode, but there have been really powerful adult books written about kids. Normally, abuse kids, unfortunately, whether it's by memoir or in fiction. It's about the themes. They give a pretty good breakdown of the themes of YA versus new adult in a more concise version than what we've been saying throughout this episode. If you think it's too old for YA, you're probably right. And if you are writing something that you think is new adult, but then you think maybe they're acting a little bit immature for the age that I've assigned them, then you can consider writing down to YA. But you would only know these things as you're writing. When you're in the midst of the story, not just at the start, you don't need to worry about that then. And all of this goes with the caveat that if you are gunning for traditional publishing, your agent could read your story and be like, I love it. I can't sell it at this age category right now. The market's not right for it. Can you please rewrite it older or younger? Or they'll say, I think this story is really good. I don't think it's at its full potential. Please rewrite it older or younger. So don't get too attached to the way your story is if you're going for traditional publishing, period. But age categories is one of those things that I don't think writers looking to break into traditional publishing necessarily think that an agent could change. Yes. And stemming from that with us personally, as Kelly, we live five steps in the future. So whenever I begin a story, I am already thinking five steps ahead, which some would argue isn't healthy, but that I have learned is our process. And it's how I do my best work is figuring out where I want it to go and then getting there. So that works for us. It might not work for everyone else and that's okay. So just, but I feel like this was Zara's episode to shine as she works in the industry and is wonderful at explaining the inner workings. And you can trust me. I ask her at least once a week about something publishing related. And I'm still aspiring to be in the industry as an author, but another trend as of recording this, I see a lot of agents having visual novels on their manuscript wish lists or comics and my nerdy heart could not have been more excited about it. And if you are a listener and you enjoy comics or visual novels, the vixen of fiction over on YouTube, she does it all like that woman. Oh my God. (laughs) 
She hosts a ton of writing streams. She is a mother of four. She has a puppy and she does other things on top of that. So yeah, she's amazing. We will link her down below. This is the Writers Podcast, and we'll be back with another episode next week about writing as therapy. Is it cathartic or problematic? Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Writers Podcast, on Twitter at write underscore ish, and on Kofi at writeish. Bye. Bye.